Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. About that matchup in New England. We also want to know what other games you're watching this weekend. Guys, so okay, I mean, we're, we're, we've talked a, mil- a ton of Patriots and Bucks. We'll talk more. Game still not for another couple days, but what other game are you uh, most looking forward to? Okay, Jay. I, I told you I'm going with Mighty Mouse. I'm going with <laughs> Cardinals and Rams. I just think Good one. that it's Rams are favorite by four points. I know the game is in Sophie Stadium, but we talk about the you know defensive line of the Rams and how they play, and everybody's saying they are the best team in football. But there's something that feels special about the Arizona Cardinals this year. And if it's Christian Kirk, if it's the receiving core that they have, Rondell Moore, if, if it's the way that they play, uh, just Kyler Murray, there's something different about them offensively. And I think if there's one guy that they wouldn't be able to contain and keep in the pocket, that would be Kyler Murray. You mentioned SoFi Stadium. Another game that's at the stadium, Chargers-Raiders on Monday Ooh, night. That's a great yeah, so that's, that's going to be – this is going. This is almost like the Carolina-Dallas game – this is going to tell us a lot about these two teams. Are the Raiders for real? Is my MVP leading vote getter right now in car for real? Uh, is Justin Herbert giving everybody everything that they want? Is he getting ready to become one of those that are that's born on Monday night? Odell Beckham's catch, Monday night lives forever. Is this getting ready to be that signature moment for Justin Herbert in 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 a situation where the Raiders is, you know, for the most part, is in a must-win because no one's believing in the Raiders, much like no one is believing in the Dallas Cowboys. In the division. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the division. Like, we started this season looking at the NFC West. Jay, you take the NFC West matchup, and I get it. NFC West was the best division in football on paper. And then you looked at maybe the run. It was given a little run, but not ultimately losing – to the AFC North. And then we're looking at the AFC West like another year or something like that, but maybe they're here now. Maybe See, the AFC the, West the, is here now. The AFC West, in my opinion, is better than the AFC North. Yeah, it looks that way now. In my opinion, it's, it, and I understand Baltimore beat Kansas City. Yay, I get it. But in my opinion, just looking at it, yep. on the surface, it's better because Cincinnati can't beat them. Nobody over there, right? Do you agree? Agree. Okay. Baltimore beat Baltimore beat KC, but that was Lamar was due. Mm-hmm. It was exactly. due, 100%. right? It was like a it was like a soda you shake up and you open it is going to explode. That that's what that was. And then the Raiders beat Baltimore, and then we see what Teddy Bridgewater has brought to Denver. So as you're looking at it, you're like. Steelers don't look great. Steelers are not good. But here's the then here's they still the, would be the last place team in the, in the AFC West. Here's the sixty four thousand dollar question then. Sixty four thousand. So well, it's an old TV show. It's an old TV show. Like a very yeah, okay. like very old. It's very arbitrary. Like even number. before okay. our time. Should have said million dollar question. All right. Yeah. Sixty four sixty four million dollars. Yeah, well, okay. I like that. Yeah, bring it back. <laughs> um, NFC West mm-hmm. or AFC West? What are we talking about? Team that has a better best chance? division. I still go to I still go to NFC West. I think I'm with you. I go AFC West over the NFC West. See, but are you are you are you a firm believer? All right, so Kansas Cause, City well, okay. Raiders. Because because to me, Cardinals Rams. Even though Kansas City is struggling, Jay, right now a little bit, whatever you want to call it. I'm with you on KC. KC's gonna wash out the Rams. Agree, right? I mean, 
More or less. Uh, more or less. less. Yeah, more or less. No, he's saying like it, 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 right, it's, that's a it's even. It's, it's a wash. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Even though they're struggling, we're not ready to throw Kansas City in the river yet, right? right. We're still like holding on because we know that that is The defense be okay. gets better as the season yeah, goes on. Yeah, it's going to yeah. work out the way it needs to. So if, Ra- if the Raiders were to win the Raiders, Raiders, Cardinals, you're saying you take the Raiders in that matchup as the second best team in the division? I probably would. I probably, I think the Raiders are a better football team than the Cardinals. All right, so mm-hmm. one up one up for the AFC West. How about the 49ers versus Denver Broncos? I think... I would take the 49ers. Me too. Denver is probably slightly better mm. than San Francisco. Mm, mm, mm. Because we start talking about quarterbacks. Well, yeah. What the hell's the difference between I'll Jimmy G and Bridgewater? Jimmy G's a little better than Bridgewater, I think. I, how so? I've, I've, seen, I've seen Jimmy G over a long period of time be the... Be as I keep saying, he wins three out of every four games for a team that loses three out of every four when he's not there. I haven't seen Bridgewater do that. And Bridgewater has done nothing but win. Yeah, he wins. So he Although wins. last year not as last year it's was Carolina. It's, it can't new no no McCaffrey. Back, the receivers I barely know him. The coach he he, mm-hmm. he doesn't like me. Doesn't trust me even though they gave me a bunch of money. Yeah. So it's a, so when you do that, I'm like. Pretty much the same. So now you left yeah, with the Chargers in Seattle. Seattle. Are the Chargers the, the fourth the best way, team in the AFC? But based on the way Seattle looks right now, I would take the Chargers. I, I'm with you now. But are the Chargers the fourth best team in the AFC West? But it's not a no. – I, 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 Yeah. No, I don't think so. That, no. That's what that, So I, I'm starting to they, lean they, towards they, keys. That's my point, right? Like So Denver's undefeated. They're 3-0 even though their record – who they played, and I know Key says he doesn't matter who they play, it's still 3-0. You are who, what your record still, The Jets, are. the Giants, the Jags, I, I, I hear that. But Let me put it this way. Of the AFC West teams, I don't yet believe in the Broncos based on their schedule. I need to see what happens when they play better teams. Okay, that's the Broncos for me, and, and they're going to have the Ravens. And that's in the AFC West. Right. And, and, and then, and then the, Raiders, I'm okay. looking, the Raiders have my attention. I don't believe yet, but, oh, but put it this way. I'm watching. You need they to see him sustained. But let me ask you this, though. From what Jay said, I need Why, to see him how, how do you not like the Raiders? Nobody's saying like they don't like him. Just last year they started off 6-2 so, and, so and then they you, dropped a ton towards this, the end. This is what I'm so, saying, So Keith. what do you need to see from Arizona? It's the same thing you want to see from the Cowboys, right? Like you want to see things sustained no, throughout the course of the year. we're talking about Arizona right now. What, what do we want to see from Arizona then, Jay? Want to see Arizona, if you haven't seen they? anything from the Raiders. No, no, here's the difference for me, Okay. okay. When before Kyler Murray hurt his shoulder last year, they were doing a lot of winning. Now he's healthy, they're winning again. If Kyler Murray stays healthy, I believe in Arizona. The only question for me is his health. Okay. Okay. I just I I asked because they you know, if you're looking at schedules and who they played in Denver, blah, blah, you can say the same thing about Arizona. I mean, they lose to Minnesota, the damn kicker makes the field goal. Yeah. They lose. Yeah. Go home. Bye. See you later. But that didn't happen. If Jacksonville wasn't Jacksonville, they go down to Jacksonville. They got a long flight, six hours back to Arizona. Mad. But they squeaked that one out. So I just. I, th- I think the big picture here for well, me. You can t- make that case for the Raiders, too, and the Dolphins uh, when there, they play the Dolphins. No and question. when they play- That's my whole yeah. point. Okay. Is yeah. if you're saying this about one, you got to say, yeah, <laughs> you gotta say right. that about the other. The, the takeaway for me, at least is before the season started, it was the NFC West, and then you could talk about who, who else is there in terms of tough divisions. And we are in week entering week four, just the first game of week four just happened, and we're already like, Key is already like, 
I think the AFC West might be the best division in football. Because what? Think about this though, Max. What team out of the two divisions, AFC West, NFC West, is panicking the most right now? Seattle. 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 Yeah. And they were supposed to be the front runners to win the division. This is why I think I still like the NFC West a little more. Because of the track record of Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson together, I feel comfortable they are not going to have a losing season. I could be wrong. I mean, it doesn't, you know, sometimes you have a bad season, but I have the feeling like they'll figure it out. And I still got to see that from Vegas, from from the Chargers, from the Broncos. I need to see them do that all year. It just seems like they've already figured it out on defense, especially the Raiders, that they've gotten better. Seems like Teddy Bridgewater is exactly what Vic Fangio wants. It, it feels that way, and I know Arizona's winning, and it looks good, and, and Mighty Mouse is running around and making things happen. It, 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 I, see, I see it, but in the end, I just think that the Rams are the leader of the pack and within that I division. I agree, and, and by the way, I, I can't argue with that. I mean, it's really interesting right now. Argue. Joe Fortenbaugh, <laughs> ESPN Daily Wager, from ESPN's Daily Wager, co-host of Countdown to kickoff Sundays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. Joe, good morning. What up, Joe? Gentlemen, always a pleasure. How you guys doing? If you want the Vegas perspective on the argument you're having right now, in the AFC West, when it comes to the odds, it's Kansas City, it's the Chargers, it's Denver, and then it's the Raiders. In the NFC West, it's the Rams, the Cardinals, the Niners, and the Seahawks. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's the, that's the Vegas odds. We know what that looked like. Hey, Joe, let me ask you this question. Just off the top of my head. Do you get mad when you don't win these things? <laughs> well, I was 3-0 last week, buddy boy, and we got a long, long season in front of us. Well, hey, yeah, I, of course. I, How can you not get mad, man? I guess, you know what? Not when you win them, but when you don't bet enough money. When you only bet nickels and dimes opposed to taking a real hard swing. <laughs> well, that's the argument that comes down to bankroll management, right? For a lot of people who are new to sports betting, and I know that we've been educating a lot of them this year across ESPN platforms, and we're grateful that they tune into us for that. Betting, finding winners is part of the equation. Managing your bankroll is a very important part of your equation as well. If you have $100 that is your bankroll for the entire season, how much are you going to put in the play? There are a lot of schools of thought, but if your favorite bet on the board, favorite bet on the board is going to be a play, the biggest play you make, a lot of strategists would tell you that you don't want to play more than 3 to 4% of your bankroll on that favorite play. So I'm trying to keep it a little bit more reserved, but I got to say, you and Jay Will swinging for the fences every week, wildly entertaining. Yes, wildly entertaining. Exactly, Joe. We're reckless. You're more judicious. And just to provide context to people... <laughs> We, we have our own sports gambling pot that we do each and every week yeah, on our show that we all make our individual picks. We keep the tally, and then we like to gloat about it. Yeah. I'm losing, by the way. Yeah, I've yeah. been playing very conservative, but, Joe, I don't know about that 3 to 4% thing, but I'll tell you this. I think the spreads I – have, I've had a hard time finding value in the spreads, which is why I have not bet much. I would have made a bigger swing. I just don't I – don't, I haven't seen the bet where I'm like, ooh, I love that. This well, week may be a little different. I don't know, because you played well, you football your, your whole life, maybe? Maybe that's why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, just off the so, top of my all right, head. All right, Joe, so from a gambling perspective, outside 
of the New England game and the Tampa Bay game, which everybody talks about. What are you finding most intriguing about this weekend? There's a lot. There's two games I'm going to throw at you that I'm not sure if I'm going to get involved. But if you want to take a look at where the lines are moving, uh, the Jets are taking a lot of action against Tennessee. At one point, the Titans were favored by eight. That's come all the way down on the key number of seven. I think we're going to start to see some six and a halves as well. Mm. There are some injury concerns with Tennessee going on the road, laying that many points. Be careful, especially for those of you in survivor contests. Be careful with Tennessee this week. Another move we're seeing is uh, Chicago and Detroit. The public is going to be all over the Detroit Lions. The look-ahead line was Chicago minus six. That's been bet down all the way to Chicago minus three. We've seen some moves off the key number to two and a half. The public is lining up to bet the Lions. I know the Bears looked awful last week. Can it get any worse than that? Remember, bad offensive lines really get exposed on the road. Chicago's going to be playing at home this week. This in the stock market is what they refer to as buy the dip. If I was going to make a play on that game, I'd be looking at Chicago. I think you get some value there against a Lions team that, let's be honest, they find ways to lose every week too. It's not like they're coming in with a 2-1 and one record. Um, what do you expect the line at kickoff to be for Tampa at New England, Joe? Seven and a half. So this one's been sitting on seven most of the week. Very important number. And when we talk about key numbers, the reason we talk about them is because these are the numbers that you need to be on the right side of when it comes to betting. Okay, more games in the NFL end on a differential of three than any other number. Scores like 24-21, 31-28. The second most important is going to be seven. 35, 28, 28, 21. Some people might look at that and they say, well, seven, seven and a half, It's only half a point. What does that matter? That half a point, when you're up by seven and you're laying seven and a half, represents a defensive stop and then another scoring drive on top of it. That's a lot of action late in the game when the clock keeps moving in order to cover. So if you like Tampa Bay, if you are a fan of Tampa Bay, and let me tell you something, they are lining up at the windows out here in Vegas to bet Tampa Bay. No one's been playing the Patriots. You have to get this number at seven or better. Do not play seven and a half if you like the Buccaneers. There are too many sports books that have been offering seven for too long for you to play seven and a half. But once it gets to seven and a half, I think the professionals might get involved and will buy back a little bit on New England. Wow. One touchdown. It seems like we see spreads this week. There's one spread, 16 and a half points, Houston and Buffalo, right? And you would think, given Tampa's offense and everything, and given New England's struggles so far this season, it would be a little bit wider. Does it surprise you at all? I understand you just took pains to explain why, but does it does it feel like value to you, independent of what the books have been offering? It does not excite me to take an opportunity to bet New England in this situation. Um, I will say this. The counterpoint is the sim- a similar thing happened last year on Sunday Night Football when the Patriots were hosting the Ravens. We were getting a real good look at New England in the post-Tom Brady era. It wasn't pretty. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens had been running through everybody. They're a great regular season team, as we all know. They went up to New England. It was raining, and the Patriots won that game outright. Shocked the world. Everyone was betting Uh, Baltimore in that game so we got to be real careful with that remember everyone was betting Cincinnati last night too they won but they didn't cover the number so you got to be careful in these situations for me personally when I look at the Patriots I could see them covering but the one thing I want to bring up is the fact that they're 8 and 11 since Tom Brady left 8 and 11 they're also 8 and 11 against the spread 
This year, they're one and two, and they've played Tua Tungavailoa, Zach Wilson, and Jameis Winston. Playing Tom Brady is a bit of a step up in class. That's what worries me. I know Belichick's going to have a great game plan and all that stuff, and Foxborough's going to be rocking and everyone's going to go nuts, but this is a big step up in class for a team that hasn't fared very well at the lower class so far this season. Joe, college football, we got two big games this weekend. One, obviously, Ole Miss, Alabama. What do you got there? Then Arkansas, Georgia. Uh, all aboard the lane train, as far as I'm concerned. I'll play Ole Miss plus the 14 and a half. This game opened as high as Alabama minus 20, and within a day was bet down to 14 and a half. Ole Miss has had two weeks to get ready for this game. I think that is a huge tactical advantage. They have the Heisman favorite at quarterback in Matt Corral. They're going to be able to score points. Remember, last year when Lane Kiffin took over this program, it was his first year on the job. There was a global pandemic. He had minimal time to work with this team in the offseason. And against Alabama, he gave them everything they could handle, and they lost that game 63-48. 15-point deficit, right? 15. Ole Miss is much better this year on both sides of the ball. Can we say the same thing about Alabama? Maybe the defense is better, but I don't think this Alabama offense is better than last year's Alabama offense, which was record-breaking and historical. So the back door is wide open when we're talking about 14 and a half points. I would play Ole Miss. When it comes to Arkansas and Georgia, I'm going to narrow it down and get very specific for you here. First half wager. So we're only concerned about the opening 30 minutes, and it's an under on 25 and a half for the total points scored. Georgia's defense is nasty. They're giving up just 5.7 points per game this year. They're giving up only 3.1 yards per play. That's number one in college football. Arkansas had a huge win last week. They've got a great season going. Sam Pittman has done an amazing job. They're 4-0, but they're off that Texas A&M win. They won that game 20-10. I think they're going to be a little flat early in this game, and they only hung 20 on A&M on a neutral field. A&M's got a good defense. This is a much better defense, and it's a road game. By the way, Arkansas can play some defense as well. They're giving up just 14.5 points per game this season, so I think this is a grind early. I'd play under 25.5 in the first half. All right, Joe. Let's get to the house money. My favorite segment of the day is delivered by FanDuel. Who are you picking this weekend? All right. Well, despite Moneybags Johnson trying to force me into a situation where I wager outside of my means, I will leave that to him and you, and I will keep it within reason for now. If you two continue to widen the gap, I'm going to start getting reckless, and I'm going to start pushing my chips to the center of the table. So I've got three plays for you. All of them, I'm going to risk $5.50 to win $5. Play number one is going to be the Seattle Seahawks, plus three at San Francisco. Seattle has won 12 of the last 14 in this series, and they have the recipe to beat up on San Francisco, and that's a consistent passing attack. Russell Wilson's completing 73% of his passes this year, and Seattle ranks number one in the NFL in yards per attempt. That San Francisco secondary is depleted, and they're not very good. They couldn't even find Devontae Adams on the field last week. I like Seattle to cover the three. I wouldn't be surprised if they win the game outright. Game number two, Minnesota and Cleveland under 51.5 total points. Everyone thinks Minnesota's an over team because they have been for a lot of this season. But they're, they're a Jekyll and Hyde act. At home, they play good defense because they have excellent crowd noise, especially when the opposing team gets in the red zone. We saw that last week against Seattle. On the road, they can't stop anybody. 
We saw that at the beginning of the season against Cincinnati, and we saw it in week two against Arizona. I think the crowd noise is going to help them limit, limit, not stop, the Cleveland Browns who want to run the ball to begin with. Cleveland's playing some pretty good defense too. These are two of the slowest teams in the NFL when it comes to tempo, under 51 and a half, Minnesota and Cleveland. And then finally, I'll lay the field goal on Monday night with the Chargers over the Raiders. The Raiders have been a great story this year, but I think the Chargers are better than they're getting credit for. I understand they lost to Dallas, but last week against Kansas City, that's the classic situation where the Chargers charger the game. And they didn't. They still found a way to win. That leads me to believe maybe they're ready to turn the quarter. I think they have the edge at quarterback with Justin Herbert, even though Derek Carr has been fantastic this season. I think they have the edge on defense. They do have the home field advantage edge. I'm surprised they're only laying three. I think it should be three and a hook, and I think it's going to get the three and a hook. But I will lay the three with the Chargers Monday night against the Raiders as well. All right. Go ahead, Jim. You want me to go? Okay. All right, Evan. I got, uh, I'm going $40 on the under. Texans at the Bills. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking that one, Joe. I'm taking that one. Davis Mills, let's see what he else he can do. Someone's uh, got to do it. Someone has to do it, Joe. I'll, I'll go. I'll, it, so Since the line is uh, the Bucks are favored by seven, I will take that. I will take Joe's advice on that. I'll go $50 on that. I'll also go $25 on the Ooh. Cowboys covering uh, at minus four. And then I'll go $10 on the pick'em. I'll go Denver uh, over Baltimore. Mm, that's a good one. So I'm going to go 50 bucks over the New Orleans covering minus seven. I'm going to take that one. New Orleans against the Giants. I mean, come on, man. How could you not see that coming? And then I'm going to go Green Bay. <laughs> I'm going to go Green Bay at 50, rolling into Pittsburgh, banged up offensive line. Green Bay is on fire. Aaron Rodgers wants to show – oh, it's in Green Bay – wants to show exactly what the quarterback spot is supposed to look like in the future for Pittsburgh when he decides that maybe that's a future for him. So I'm going to drop 50 on that. Then you say the Chargers laid a three with a hook. I'm going the opposite way. I'm taking the Raiders, and I'm dropping 50 on them. Woo! I'm going to put five big dollars <laughs> on Houston beating the spread. If you give me, if you give me 16 and a half points, I'm almost always going to take them. I'll, take, I'll put five bucks on them beating the spread, and I will. You put what on the Giants? How much you put on the Giants? I put 50. Put, I, no, I put 50 will see Saints. your 50 and lower you 45. Oh, I'll put another five, five bucks on the Giants to beat the spread. That's the it. Worst. I'm out. That's it? That's it. $10? Yeah, we're still early in the season. All right. Five bucks to, see, for I'm 200 go, dogs I'm to beat go, the spread. I'm going to go heavy early so I can then go a little bit more judicious later. And if you keep Look at winning. that bank. That's a nice bank right there, Joe. Yeah. Joe's right there. No, I'm just saying it's a nice bank for me. Yeah, Max, yeah, you, you need to learn. Yeah, I'm, I'm being uh, Keyshawn, very conservative. Look, <laughs> I would love to see some of this blow up in Keyshawn's face. <laughs> me too. But he has been lights out this season. Yeah. He really has. Betting big, too. Take Keyshawn, a swing. Keyshawn never loses. <laughs> Although Jay Keyshawn all, No, no. Keyshawn always wins, Max. Oh, oh I he see. He dominates I understand. Everything. You yeah. see what he's doing. Yeah. Yes, I Laying see. Laying it on him, Joe. You see the That's you see an the unbeatable method. technique that Jay yes. is employing. It's... Dastardly, I also Jay. Jay Will too. Jay Will's, Jay Will's just laying in the weeds here. Oh, Keyshawn's the one. You know, I'm just over here trying yeah. to find my way. I'm, I'm the basketball guy, stuff. Joe. And then quietly firing big. Yeah, Joe I got my Fortinball, eye on you, buddy. By the gentlemen. way, I like that windbreaker. That looks good this morning. You know it. Mm. Joe Fortenball, ladies and gentlemen. House money is delivered by FanDuel. Get your first bet risk-free when you sign up for FanDuel Sportsbook using promo code K. J.M. Thank you, Joe. All right, Joe. Why Dak Prescott is being compared 
to two Hall of Famers. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. When they have the receivers going, and Dak is obviously going to be the distributor, he's going to be the point guard. You tell me, Scott, who are you going to take away in the run game, pass game, with Dak healthy as a distributor? Very hard to stop. Like you said, complete from defense, offense, uh, complimentary football, all the way around. I don't see any team really challenging them in the NFC East unless somebody raises up here late in the season to kind of do something we don't expect. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN News, guests on the Goodyear Hotline, presented by Progressive Insurance. Dak Prescott and the Cowboys play the undefeated Panthers this weekend, and a win for the Cowboys would be their third straight. So, Dak Prescott was asked if he is eating the cheese. You guys handling success, not getting too overconfident, not eating the cheese. If y'all made a point to not do that this weekend, to talk to you about that. We're two and one. I don't, I mean, Cheese isn't that good, honestly. All right. Key, real quick. You speak Parcellian. <laughs> eating the you're fluent. Eating the cheese. What are they talking about? Don't get suckered in. Don't get don't take all the praises and the pats on the back for Max Kellerman, how great you are. And then all of a sudden you go out there and you lay an egg looking ahead, thinking that that the Carolina Panthers are going to be a cakewalk. And the metaphor is that there's cheese in a mouse trap. Yes. And that, that trap correct. will snap you, on you. And you know what happens when the, the mouse or the rats or whatever you want to call rats here in New York. So let's call them rats. You get near the cheese, they just, and it's over. It's a wrap. Season's over. York, these New York rats see one of those traps. They're like, get out of here with that. They're still they still take it up and move it out of the way for the next it. guy. You've seen it. <laughs> you know, um, I was going to say, it's really interesting from Dak when you go through a situation that occurred to him before when he got hurt. It really gives you perspective on how quick things just, boom, be over, right? And I think for him, I think having that sense of urgency, him being a leader of that team, it feels like it just trickles down, that trickle-down effect into how the rest of the team sees it. And I love that because for him, like, I feel like that aspect of this team was the missing link. We've always talked about how young of a team they are, how it just doesn't really fit. Now with him at the top, you know, at the, at the helm, it just feels like he sets a different tone for this squad. Well, when you, you know how it is, Jay. You've been a leader on the team, and, and people follow you as the point guard and the leader, and people, you know, gravitate to you. They like you. You hang out. You yeah. go to your house. You cook, whatever. That's Dak Prescott. So 
he's the leader of the team. He's the big money guy, and he's balling. So his teammates rally around him. People take notice of the success that he's having. Coaches say positive things about him that others refuse to say for whatever apparent reasons. And Dak, by the way, said the cheese isn't even good. In other words, hey, we don't have a good enough record, but key is there such thing as good cheese? The cheese isn't good until you finish the deal. Once you once you finish the deal, so you got the whole board, the nice cheese board, the whole deal, and you go from here, you got your little blues and your cheddars and your white cheddars. And, you, and in the end, if you finish the board, that means something. But if that board doesn't get finished, it means absolutely nothing. Why don't you just? I'm sure you've opened restaurants in the past, but you're like a like da, not even down low. Like you're for real, you love to cook and stuff. Yeah, but I can't. I don't, I don't even know if Dak like blue cheese, cheddar cheese, gouda. What what what, what do you think he likes? I don't know what he likes. Swiss. Molly, <laughs> Molly just came in. Molly, can you just talk into the microphone if you're gonna yell? Yeah. Molly's talking about provolone. What else, Molly? She said craft. Mozzarella. See, oh god. See, I asked Michelle Beadle about this, who, by the way, grew up speaking Italian. I was like, "What's up with mozzarella?" She goes, "No, that's not how you say it in Italy. It's mozzarella, like mozzarella. everyone thinks." Yeah. Yes. Mozzarella. Yes, that's true. That's an Americanism, apparently. Okay, listen. Then there's Matt Rule. Uh-oh. On why he's so impressed with Dak Prescott. You know, I've watched him last year. I've watched him this year. I mean, he's he's superb. You know, he calls the game at the line of scrimmage. Gets, gets, he's, he's getting the ball out of his hand. You know, he's, a, he's the second fastest guy in the NFL right now from snap to throw, which is, you know, uh, emblematic or symptomatic, I don't know the right word, of, 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 of a quarterback who knows exactly where the ball is going to go versus the defense, who's on the same page with his receivers, who's getting in the right plays versus the right, you know, coverages. When you just put the, pull the whole thing back, it all goes back to it's like watching Peyton Manning. It's like watching Drew Brees, you know, call the game at the line of scrimmage. Um, I think I think what Dak's doing right now is uh, unbelievably impressive. It is. But he's been doing that for the most part since he's been in the league. Um, and he's only going to grow from it. All quarterbacks grow from it. You, you're, you're talking about complete products when you're talking about Peyton Manning. And you're talking about Drew Brees and Tom Brady. This is a complete. They're complete. You're not talking about year three in their careers. You know, Peyton did a little some of that, but not to the degree where he was at in the middle to the end of his career. So he does it better now, just to be clear. You're saying he always had the ability to do it, and he did it, but early on, you protect the young guy, how much he does it, and then as he gets older, he does it better and better and has more responsibility. Yeah, remember now, Max, he was was pushed into the lineup because of Tony Romo's injury. And then all of a sudden... You, you you have him there, he's doing everything the right way, and you spoon-feed him slowly but surely. And now he learns, and it's easy for him to walk up to the line of scrimmage, take a look at the defense, check out of one place, say, oh, okay, this is what they're going to do. Check, check with me, and here's what we're getting ready to do. Here's what we're doing. Come down, line up right here, boom, boom, want you to get right here, reset the back. Okay, wiggle, wiggle, here, we're going to do that, and then you go. That's, that, that is not uncommon for quarterbacks, but what happens is you get lost oh, based on a narrative about somebody early on in their careers. And they, like I always compare them to Tom Brady and Russell Wilson, also later draft picks, right? Yeah, so that hap- that's all part of it. They come in the league 
good situations, good defenses, great coaches, game managers, big on third down. It's so great to see guys like that. And Dak, you could see, had it from yeah. his first preseason yeah. game. To see guys like that develop, develop, and then eventually reach greatness. Do you think Dak is there now? Is he at that Absolutely. top level? Absolutely. So all young quarterbacks that come in the league, Jay, just like I'm sure in basketball, you have training wheels on. Now, when I take those training wheels off, are you still riding the bike smooth or are you wobbling like Jared Goff? Sean McVay put those training wheels on him. He looked great. Turn to the sideline. Boom, 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 boom. Come back, Jay. Boom. We rolling. Everything's good. Okay. The next offseason, we're going to take the wheels off and we're going to see – you know, and now it's like, man, go get me a dude that got a full that knows how to ride a full ten speed. Go get me Matthew Stafford. You know, go get me a guy who can ride a, a mountain bike because this dude is still messing around with training. You see the audibles in the place that you guys call as quarterbacks uh, are, are so different than being a point guard because you don't have the training wheels on as a point guard. It's about reading the the tempo, the speed, the athleticism of the game more so than the actual play calling and the readings of the game. You know, like the readings are the same all the way through. The guys are just exceptionally more gifted in basketball. But mm-hmm. but you, even as the point guard, though, Jay, you you become more confident. Of course, yeah. Or certain Second, things. Yeah. Now yeah. you, instead of, here, you take it, yeah. it's more about I'm going to the cup. And, I, I and if I can't finish, I know to give it up with 10 seconds and not give it up with one. Yep. What games are you watching this weekend? And your final thoughts on Patriots Bucks before we actually get to kick off. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus... Their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. It, the cuffs, they're off. You know, New England does it a certain way. Yeah. It's one voice, and that's it. That's the way New England operates, where you go to Tampa and you just, I can be me and I can do what I need to do. I was having fun and winning, but now I'm having fun and I'm still winning, and I don't have to worry about somebody walking down a hallway looking at me sideways. Keyshawn, hey, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN2, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your speakers. That's all right. Earlier, I called them the Arizona Razenbacks, and Key said, what was it, compatible? Something you you turn <laughs> compatible into some other. You know how many words it's we say in the course man. of four hours? Yes, it's nine forty-eight. I'm trying to get out of here. <laughs> yeah, we we've said enough words. Let's I'm, try, I'm trying to cheat the system right now. Talk less. Let's hear from you out there in Radio Land, Doctor Pepper, call in line eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Dennis in Delaware. What up, D? Hey, hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Hey, Keyshawn, Yo. if you were a meat, I think I I think you'd be baby back ribs. That's for sure. Why, but, uh, why, why, to, wait, yeah, wait, why, why, why baby back ribs? And why are you comparing because, Keyshawn to me? Because sometimes after the USC loses, you could, you know, sometimes cry like a baby. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. 
That's a long way to go. That's a long way to go to come up with baby back. I love seeing you trying to tie that together. I'll give you credit for that. He's sitting here trying to troll me, though. Yeah, that was a low key jab, and I like it. I'm sorry, but I love you, man. Here's the thing Uh, Alabama, 55 10 over Ole Miss. I've seen this story before. Um, Lane Kiffin's offense, up-tempo. They're going to get knocked around. The defense is going to get tired because they're going to be back on the field after three and out. Uh, 55-10. Man, I'll bet I you $100. You call back in on Monday. I bet you $100 I will pay you cash. The score, it hey, will not Jay, be 55-10. to 10. Jay, at halftime, I'll have the 14-and-a-half covered at uh, halftime. No you hit doubt. me on Twitter. I'll, I'll follow you. I'll I'll Venmo you the money. We're going to bet this in real life. I, but if he loses, he I got to bet you the money. Yeah. I'm excited about this weekend. So excited about this weekend. I mean, I think Georgia, I think Georgia, Alabama, and Oregon are going to establish themselves as the three main teams in the college football championship. And then – all right, that's Dennis in Delaware. <laughs> what happened to Dennis him, had like five more bets. Yeah, he didn't send me the Venmo name though. Just want you guys to know that. Yeah, that's he right. He deflected the very quickly. Fifty-five, ten. No, no man sliding yeah. in my DMs. Ole Miss going to score more like than ten that. points. I mean, win or lose, they're going to score more than ten points. Riley yeah. in South Carolina. You're on with Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. What's going on, fellas? Day one, let's go What up, baby? What's going on, baby? Y'all been doing all right, man. We doing great, man. Weather's good. Friday. Hey, Listen, listen, Max, you cut me deep yesterday when you talked about my Panthers, man. Key and Jay will tell you, you don't talk about my Panthers, you say you don't believe in them. Mm. But in the same breath, I hear everybody saying, you are what you are. Mm. I reckon it's 3-0. and You only can beat the teams that the team, the NFL put in front of you. Facts. You knock them down. Yeah, I, I, I'll defense say. Wins cha- <laughs> defense wins championships. We got- okay. Uh, look, hold on. Oh, hold on. You, you don't have to, don't have to man, cut them off. You, you can bring them back. But, but I don't believe in them yet. I'm not saying they're a bad team. I'm saying yeah. I need to see a little more. Yeah. The only good team they beat were the Saints, and yeah. there were circumstances yeah. around that you, game. You look a couple more, couple more games, and you start to feel a little better yeah. about them. That's well, all. They could be yeah. in a good position by the time Christian McCaffrey comes back. Yeah, is, I mean, is Riley still there? Riles boned out. No, they got rid of Riley. Leon in Florida. You're on with Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Fellas, what's up? What's, what's good? The show is great, man. I listen to y'all as much as say, I can. Say, say it again. Talking I didn't hear you. I didn't mind earpiece. Here, say it again. What's the show? Yeah, oh, uh, yeah best show on uh, network right now, man. Tell you guys are great. Okay. Tell them, Leon. Just hands down. That's not even trying to fluff your ego up, man. It's just you all come real with what you have to say, and I appreciate that. Um, best game this week, though, for me, it's got to be the Raiders versus the Chargers, man. I've been a Raiders fan since 1972 when I was born, man. Yeah. My mom bought me a pair of NFL sheets. I saw that logo. I was a Raiders fan since then, man. So I'm looking forward to the game, man. Yeah, this is a big Raiders, have a great show. The Raiders game is big. It's big. It's a big game. Here's the trip part about it, though. Raiders got more fans than the Chargers. I was just about to. Why, why are you because I my mind? work with you every damn day? It, it, the trip part about it is, <laughs> it's going to be a Raiders home game, even though it's a Chargers home game. They ain't even going to have enough fans in there to support their own damn team. But we do see, like when when. When the Chargers were in San Diego, that's a transient town, a military town, transient town. They never really had any passion in Southern California for the Chargers. I have sensed that since they've been in L.A. and they got Justin Herbert, especially now they got a new coach, there's a little more enthusiasm Eh. for the Chargers. Eh. The Raiders and Chargers, I think the Rams – I mean, 
outside of the Pats and the Bucks, the Rams and the Cardinals and Raiders and Chargers are the two games of the Rams, week. Rams, Cardinals, Raiders, Raiders Chargers, Chargers, Bucks. Bucks, Pats. Pats. Bucks, no, I'm, just thinking, I'm, trying, I'm going through my mind. Panthers, Cowboys. Yeah, Panthers, Cowboys. It's going to yeah. be some pretty good games. Yeah. yeah. We got want to get one more call or are we done? Sky blue. All right. Way to go. You want to, let's squeeze in Daniel in Texas. Yeah, What's Daniel. up, D? You got 30 seconds. Hello? What up, hey, man? You got 30, 30 seconds, brother. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. Love you guys. Love listening to you on the way to work. I but love us, too. You talk about them Giants as a fan base, you know, it is horrible to just year in, year out, have the expectations, and then with week three, we're already out. You know, you get that mentality. It's a wrap. To, but even then, what's that? It's a wrap, man. Giants, too. I like it's all a, this negative it's energy. A it's a wrap. We're going to channel it. We're going to channel it towards the Saints. You, yeah, good, then. Even when we won the Super Bowls. We were still nine and seven records. We were holding on for dear life. All right, Daniel, we got to run, but he's right about that. Even in recent years when they won the Super Bowl, it's not like they had great years. They, they had good years, and then it wound up great in the end. It's been forever yeah. since the Giants have felt good all season. Keyshawn, back Monday back ribs, with Sal Powell, Rex Ryan, Dan Orlovsky, and all the reaction you need from Foxborough. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. We'll